The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Welcome to We Know Medicare, keeping you in the know on all things Medicare and providing you a wide range of options and valued advice for improving the quality of your health care and your life. Get unbiased direction along with valuable tips and tools for achieving the best health care plan available for both you and your loved ones. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. It's We Know Medicare. And now, here's Dan Larry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. You know, it uh, really is an opportunity to, and, and really I'm grateful for this opportunity to be able to talk to you about things that happen in the news about Medicare, Medicaid. And, you know, something uh, really large is happening here starting April 1st. Uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, they uh, in decreased the uh, uh, limits for Medicaid so that more people could receive quality, affordable health care. And that comes to end April 1st. Now, this is really an important change coming to Washington, Oregon, to the entire United States. And the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services uh, want to know that if you or a family member currently have health care coverage through Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program, known as CHIP, uh, you may soon need to take steps to find out if you can continue your coverage. So soon, uh, if you haven't already, uh, the states are going to resume what they call the eligibility reviews. And this means some people with Medicaid or, or the uh, CHIP could be disenrolled from those programs. However, uh, some may be eligible to buy a health plan through the health insurance marketplace uh, and may be, be able to get help to pay for it and may be eligible for Medicare as well. So, um, Here's some things that you can do to prepare. You want to make sure that your address is up to date and you want to make sure that, you know, uh, your state has your current mailing address, your phone number, your email and other contact information. Uh, this way, they'll be able to contact you about your Medicaid or your uh, children's health insurance uh, program coverage. You're going to want to check your mail and your state's going to mail you a letter about your Medicaid or CHIP coverage. And this letter will let you know if you need to complete a renewal form uh, to see if you still qualify for Medicaid or CHIP. Now, if you get a renewal form, fill it out and return it to your state right away. And this may help you avoid a gap in coverage, right? A gap is when you're not covered and you don't have any insurance. And so, what if you don't qualify for Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program? So if you or a family member no longer qualify for Medicaid or the CHIP program, you may be able to buy a health plan through the health insurance marketplace. Um, and the marketplace plans uh, generally are affordable and usually four out of five enrollees can find plans that cost le less than $10 a month. Um, they are comprehensive, and most plans cover things like prescription drugs, doctor visits, urgent care, hospital visits, and more. Now, uh, you can go to healthcare.gov to find uh, marketplace plans and see if you might have premiums, uh, might save you on premiums. 
Um, and when you apply, don't forget to include the current information about your household income and your state's recent decision about your uh, Medicaid coverage. You can uh, get more information by going to, uh, you know, your state's Medicaid office, or you could go to Medicaid.gov uh, for more information about the Medicaid uh, program, uh, what's called the unwinding of it. So uh, they're not unwinding Medicaid itself, but they are uh, unwinding those that uh, need to requalify. And if they don't, because they've gone back to their original standards, uh, you'll want to make sure that you're paying attention to that. When you get those, send them in. Because currently what I was on a call uh, listening, they call them stakeholder calls uh, with the Centers for Medicare and Health and Human Services. And one of the things they say uh, folks aren't doing is really um, either signing the forms or filling out the forms and sending them back in, or they're not going online to their account and doing it that way as well. So, you know, that Medicaid renewal letter uh, is coming soon. You don't want to miss it. Make sure your address is up to date. Uh, <clears throat> so you receive your renewal letter in the mail. Um, and you just want to make sure that you're on the lookout for that and make sure that you're moving forward. And if you uh, happen to be on Medicare, uh, you know, that could be an option or not on Medicare, but becoming a Medicare age, that could be an option too. And, you know, you can reach out to uh, 1-800-MEDICARE, which is 1-800-633-4227, or go on to medicare.gov. Uh, but as always, you know, um, we are able to help you with the information you need when you're looking at that. We can uh, help you understand how Medicare works. We can help you understand how Medicare works with Medicaid. And so you can also go to WeKnowMedicare.org, and that phone number is 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. And you can simply go on to WeKnowMedicare.org and, you know, look around on the website. You can click on there to have someone reach out to you. Uh, you can uh, put in your pharmacy list and, and someone can review that and help you find uh, something that will be of a benefit to you. But this letter that you're going to get in the mail and the unwinding of uh, the COVID-19 program for Medicaid is coming to an end on April 1st, so be prepared out there. And if you need assistance uh, in anything in Medicare and Medicaid, if you're a veteran and you're in that situation too, uh, reach out to us at 877-346-2060. The, the folks at, at We Know Medicare speak multiple languages, so uh, you know let's not let a language uh, create a barrier. Everyone needs quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And so if we all can work on that basic premise, then everyone will be, you know, healthy uh, in this environment that we live in. And so with that, I, I want to change positions here and talk uh, a little bit about some of the emails that have come in recently uh, for questions from our listeners. And uh, one of our uh, listeners, Tom, who's uh, in um, Puyallup, uh, 
Tom says, I learned that Medicare may cover my home health care for people who are homebound. How do I know if I am considered homebound? Well, Tom, that's a great question. Uh, as you said, Medicare covers home health care if you qualify. One of the requirements to qualify is that you be homebound. But what exactly does that mean? Medicare considers you homebound if both of the following apply to you. You need uh, the help of another person or medical equipment to leave your home. For example, you need crutches, a walker, or a wheelchair to leave your home. Or your doctor believes that your health or illness could get worse if you leave your home. And it is difficult for you to leave your home, and you typically cannot do so. Uh, your doctor should decide if you are homebound based on the evaluation of your condition. Now, if you qualify from Medicare's home health benefit, your plan of care will also certify that you are homebound. That plan of care is important, right? That's the, the driver of the certification for being homebound. And after you start receiving home health care, your doctor is required to evaluate and recertify your plan of care every 60 days. Now, even if you are homebound, you can still leave your home for medical treatment, religious services, uh, or to attend a licensed or accredited adult day care center without putting your homebound status at risk. So leaving home for short periods of time or for non-special medical events, uh, such as a family reunion, funeral, or graduation, should also not affect your homebound status. You may also take occasional trips to the barber or to the beauty parlor. So I hope this helps uh, as you and your doctor consider your home health needs. You know, uh, it's one thing that is really important is to have communication with your doctors, to have that open dialogue and to understand what those things mean. And, you know, you can't really get any kind of certification unless you have that plan. And that's part of what they have to have. And that uh, plan of care, that's that certification that's going to happen every 60 days to recertify that you are homebound. So, you know, with that said, always communicate with your doctor. If you have questions while you're there talking to them, don't leave until you ask that question and they should be able to answer you right there and then. If you need to, bring someone else with you to your doctor's visit. But always make sure that you're communicating with them and that you, when you leave there, that you understand what your next step should be. And if you are looking to be homebound and that's a necessity for you, then you really want to make sure that you get that plan of care and that your health care still becomes, you know, is quality, it, has, it is affordable, it's still easy to access, and it still needs to be simple to use. So when you are going through this and you are becoming homebound, make sure that all of your health care plans are in alignment, that you're getting uh, a plan of care for your health and how the doctor is going to treat you and that you're going to be reevaluated. So all of those things 
are important. And I wanted to repeat through that, you know, that plan of care, because that is the driver that recertifies you and certifies you. And knowing the time, 60 days, and I'm sure if someone is maybe uh, incapacitated where they are really bedridden, um, you know, then that could change the plan of care where it would not be recertified every 60 days, but it is every 60 days. And that's the plan of care that you'll need. So please communicate with your doctors. And Tom, I hope uh, I answered your question and that, it, uh, you know, it's going to fit your home health needs. You know, we're honored to help all of you. And we're all grateful to be able to uh, be able to help folks understand Medicaid, Medicare, the VA, and how all of that works together with retiree plans out there. There's so many different types of healthcare, and they all share the same delivery systems, same hospitals, and you need to have folks in your corner. So reach out to us at WeKnowMedicare.org or give us a call at 877-346-2060. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. in the name. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, We Know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We Know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We Know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You know, I got a really... Uh, short little email from uh, listener Tilly and she said uh, how do I enroll in Medicare when I retire I didn't enroll in Medicare when I turned 65 because I was still working uh, and covered by my employer health insurance now I'm retiring at age 67 and have missed my initial enrollment period how do I enroll well, you know, Tilly, that's a really great question, and, and that's going to be affecting a lot of folks because uh, Social Security has changed the retirement age. So if you were born in uh, 1958, uh, your retirement age would be 66 and 8 months, uh, 59, 66 and 10 months, and those 1960 and later uh, would be age 67. And uh, so 
uh, you can enroll in Medicare, which using a what's called a special enrollment period. And there are periods of time outside of a normal enrollment period uh, when you can enroll in health insurance. Now, they are typically triggered by specific circumstances. Uh, There is a special election period that begins when you have coverage from your current work, job-based insurance, and you are in your first month of eligibility for Part B. And it ends eight months after you lose coverage from your current employment because the employment or insurance ends. Now, using this Part B special election period also means you will not have to pay a Part B late enrollment penalty um, for this. Now, to use the Part B special election period, you must meet two criteria. You must have insurance from current work, from your job, your spouse's job, or sometimes a family member's job, or have had to had such insurance within the past eight months. Two, you must have been continuously covered by job-based insurance or Medicare Part B since becoming eligible for Medicare, including the first month you became eligible for Medicare. Now, you can have no more than eight consecutive months without coverage from either Medicare or insurance from current work you are ineligible for the Part B special election period after going for more than eight months without Part B or the job-based insurance. In most cases, you should enroll in Medicare before losing job-based insurance to avoid gaps in coverage. Remember, even if you have the special election period to avoid a late enrollment penalty, Uh, you may still be responsible for any health care costs you incur in the months after losing job-based coverage before your Medicare coverage takes effect. Now, for help timing your Medicare enrollment to ensure it starts immediately after you no longer have job-based insurance, you should reach out to your human resources department one or two months in advance. And if you are considering delaying your Part B enrollment because you have job-based insurance, make sure to learn whether your coverage will be primary or secondary. And uh, it started this year. So beginning in this year of 2023, uh, you may also qualify to use a special enrollment period to enroll in Medicare if you meet certain requirements such as if you mistakenly delayed Medicare enrollment based on employer misinformation. So, uh, you know, I hope uh, that really helps. Uh, Tilly, uh, you know, congratulations on your retirement. And, you know, when you are coming out of situations like that, it really does, uh, really does help you. And it's in your best interest to talk to your HR department And as you're reaching out to your HR department and you know you're making that decision several months in advance, uh, you should also reach out and talk to someone about Medicare and, uh, you know, getting what does Medicare entail. You can go on to Medicare.gov and find a lot of information there to help you understand uh, all of that. Now, you're going to find when you become uh, part of the Medicare uh, 
beneficiary world that you're going to have a lot of choices. You're going to be able to make choices that you could just go onto original Medicare and have a prescription drug plan. You could have original Medicare, a prescription drug plan uh, with a Medicare supplement. And I say original Medicare because supplements, original Medicare is an 80-20 type plan. And so you need something that 20% that you're responsible for. And so there's Medicare supplements that can help with that. Then you have to have prescription drug coverage. So those prescription drug plans, uh, will you'll add one of those to your Medicare supplement. And then there's another avenue called the Medicare Part C or Medicare Advantage plan. And some of those plans, uh, you know, have prescription drugs built into them and they, uh, you know, oversee your health care and, and you, the doctors and you work in networks. So there's a lot of choices for you. And sometimes it can be overwhelming for folks. And it's not always, you know, um, being able to align things. You got to know certain healthcare companies work in certain counties. They don't have plans in other counties. Who are the doctors? Who's your current doctor? You know, you really need a needs analysis besides understanding when's the date that you're going to retire. You're going to want to make sure that you have quality, affordable healthcare that is easy to access and simple to use. And you want to be in the know as you're retiring into Medicare, um, how all of that works. And so, you know, you can reach out to us at weknowmedicare.org. Um, there are uh, little buttons, if you will, on your screen that you can click on uh, that can uh, send us messages. Uh, you can send us emails. You can uh, call us at 877-346-2060. You can request uh, to talk to someone, and we'd be happy to help you uh, understand what your options are, right? This is all about you, your health care. You're going to be retiring. Again, congratulations on that. But as you retire, you know, you're making plans for your future. Health care has to be that. Uh, and you never want health care to wipe out all that retirement income that you've been banking, right? Um, and so with that said, you need to really protect your retirement by getting yourself health care that's going to wrap around you and not destroy your finances because health care is the largest cause of bankruptcy uh, for those of over 65. And so why do you want to ruin your retirement income? If you have quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use, then there's a lot of things out there can help you and plans, whether you're on Medicaid, Medicare, uh, you can have Medicaid and Medicare can work together. If you're a veteran, there's plans out there for you. Um, if, if you are, you know, on group health plans, there's plans out there for you. So it, it really, whatever your situation is, as you're coming into retirement, there's something for you and there's something to help everyone. And it's really always uh, our privilege and we're grateful to be able to help all of the individuals out there who just want information. And so feel free to reach out to us again at 877-346-2060. And that's 877-346-2060. 
or simply just go to weknowmedicare.org. And it's really, really, again, our privilege to help you. And with that being said, you know, <clears throat> when you are working with someone out there, when you have reached that age where you're going into Medicare, you want to make sure that you're working with folks that know the local market, that know the medical providers. And this is not to say that the 800 numbers and the TV commercials are all bad. They're not all bad. And I never want to insinuate that they're bad. What I want to say is that when you're working with folks that are looking at a computer screen in which they don't really know what the doctors in the market, what the hospitals are, who's taking open panel, who has a closed panel, um, you know, knowing all of the nuances is really your benefit. And so many times when you're on these lines where you're calling into a large call center after watching a TV commercial uh, or hearing a radio commercial that's not from someone that's local, you're, they're not going to have the same information that the lo local uh, brokers will have. So if you're not choosing a We Know Medicare broker, that's fine with us because we want to make sure that what you're doing is working with someone that's going to take care of you because healthcare is personal and it's not a one-size-fits-all type of environment. And since it's not one-size-fits-all, everything needs to be not tailored to you, but the plans that you would select have to work for you. And so how do you get that? And you hear me say in the show, you know, needs analysis, needs analysis. Well, you know, it's not just something that we just say to impress you. It actually is the work that we put into understanding your healthcare needs. You know, it's understanding that your prescriptions, well, Dan, I don't take any prescriptions. Well, that's great. But there could be a lot of other things that could affect and, and make your determination of which plan you're going to choose and which avenue you're going to choose. Original Medicare, original Medicare, um, having a Medicare supplement and a prescription drug plan, or are you going to be just original Medicare with a prescription drug plan? Well, what about a Medicare uh, plan C? That's the Medicare Advantage plan. And that Medicare Advantage plans can be a, a preferred provider organization or an HMO, giving you choices. They have networks. Some of these networks are vast and allow you to go to different states. So when you're there, there's a myriad of information that you need to know to make sure that you're selecting the plan that's going to suit your personal needs. And that's how you go out and have recreation, how you go out and where you travel to. It's really important. It's all about you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, We Know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We Know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options 
options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot. With We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you topped off your coffee. I just did. You know, uh, sometimes you get emails and uh, questions that come into the show that really, you know, sometimes you don't think about these things. And so um, I really appreciate this question that uh, Chantrell uh, sent in to us. And she uh, says, uh, Dan, um, my mother is having a kidney transplant soon, and I'm helping with the logistics of her recovery. I believe Medicare should cover the immunosuppressant drugs she will need after, but the details are confusing. Uh, How will her immunosuppressants get covered uh, along with physical therapy in uh, my home? Well, um, Chantrell, thanks for that question. And, um, you know, uh, I'm glad you're reaching out because you're going to need, you know, really good support for yourself as well. And you want to make sure that uh, you want to do these things. So as likely as you know, after getting a kidney transplant, uh, a kidney recipient will need to take immunosuppressant drugs for the rest of their life to prevent their body from rejecting the donor organ. Now, Medicare covers these drugs differently depending on the circumstances. So there is a time-limited Part B coverage. So if someone receives a kidney transplant in a Medicare-approved facility, Medicare Part B will cover their immunosuppressant drugs for 36 months after their hospital departure if they have Part A at the time of the transplant, They have Part B when getting their prescription filled, and they are only eligible for end-stage renal disease Medicare. Now, if the kidney transplant was successful, Medicare coverage will end 36 months after the month of the transplant. Now, If someone did not have Medicare at the time of their transplant, they can enroll retroactively in Part A within a year of their transplant. Now, there is Part B coverage for the rest of one's life if someone receives a kidney transplant in a Medicare-approved facility. Part B will cover their immunosuppressants for the rest of their life if They had Part A at the time of the transplant. They had Part B when getting their prescription filled. And they qualified for Medicare based on age or disability. 
Now, there is something that's called the Part B ID coverage. So if someone's end-stage renal disease, Medicare benefits, and 36 months after their transplant, they may qualify for Medicare's new Part B ID coverage of immunosuppressants if they qualify for Part B immunosuppressants prior to losing end-stage renal disease Medicare, or they do not have uh, Medicaid or other public or private health insurance that covers immunosuppressants. And Part B ID coverage may not be the best choice if any other insurance is available. Part B ID only covers immunosuppressant drugs and does not include coverage for any other Part B benefits or services. It also does not allow someone to access Part A. So Part D coverage, if someone does not have Part A when they receive a transplant, their immunosuppressants will be covered by Part D when they are enrolled in Medicare. Part D coverage for this type of drug typically means higher costs, additional restrictions, such as having to go to specific in-network pharmacies for drugs as compared to coverage under Part B. Now, all Part D formularies must include immunosuppressant drugs, and step therapy uh, is not allowed uh, once someone is stabilized on their immunosuppressant drug. However, uh, prior authorization can apply, and this might mean a Part D plan will verify uh, that, for example, Part B will not cover the drugs before providing coverage. So it's good to look at plans that have the fewest coverage restrictions and where one's pharmacy is in network and has preferred cost sharing available to minimize costs and disruptions. Now, uh, I really hope uh, this helps uh, you, uh, Chantrell, and I really hope the best for your mom. And we all wish, we send the best wishes for your mom and a successful transplant, a speedy recovery. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's really important to understand how all of these things work. And, you know, this is back when I was talking earlier how, uh, you know, healthcare can wipe out, you know, a senior's savings uh, if their health care is not, you know, set up before they retire. So make sure you get, you know, quality, affordable health care that's uh, easy to access and simple to use. And, you know, how do you do that? And how do you get through this maze? And how do you find out questions like, uh, you know, Chantrell asked, well, you know, reach out to us at We Know Medicare. And there's several ways that you can reach out to us. You can go on to weknowmedicare.org, send us a message through there. You can uh, look around that website. Uh, you can find some of the uh, brokers and agents that are connected with us and work with us. And you can connect with them individually. You can look at their bios. You can look at all the information that we provide on uh, the weknowmedicare.org website that is full of information that can help you with your um, you know, journey through Medicare or moving into Medicare. And when you have situations like this, when you're on Medicare already, or you're having uh, to go through things like this, you're going to need coverage uh, that's going to be helpful. And you're going to also need support. And as a caregiver, um, you know, 
we do know that caregivers need support too. They're giving, you know, their heart and soul, blood, sweat, tears, if you will, uh, to the individuals that they're caring for, whether it's a family member, spouse, uh, you know, parent, uh, friend, if it's they're employed, you know, at a facility, um, anyone that is a caretaker in these types of situations, any type of situation, uh, it can take the toll on those folks because it works on them physically and, and emotionally and mentally, and it can be draining. So uh, we always want to support those caregivers out there. And Chantrell, uh, you know, always reach out to organizations. And as you're working with the medical groups, uh, see if they also have some uh, additional organizations that can help you with your mom and look at the things that are out there because there's a lot of information. There is a lot of care that goes beyond just what happens on a health plan and what happens at a doctor's office, at your home. There's so many other services and great agencies out there that can help folks. And uh, if you need help getting to some of those agencies, just again, reach out to us at WeKnowMedicare.org. You can send us uh, your questions at questions at WeKnowMedicare.org. Call us at 877-346-2060. And, you know, no question uh, is a bad question. We want to have any questions you want to send us and we can help you with those, uh, those things. And if we can't help you, then we generally, uh, I would say, you know, we don't have the answers to all things. So we would help point you in the right direction and get you to the right, uh, you know, agency uh, to be able to help you. And so with that, you know, one thing that uh, I think is important to know is, you know, with our veterans out there, the veteran community is usually a community that um, is not fully served. And it's really, it breaks my heart when I go out into these, uh, you know, into the community and I see veterans, uh, you know, who rely on the VA system, the healthcare system. Um, and as they're aging into Medicare, uh, you know, they're not always getting all the help they need. And so, you know, the, the health plans got really smart uh, uh, some time ago because they know that the veterans like to use their uh, drug benefit through the Veterans Administration because it's considered uh, through Medicare as creditable drug coverage. Um, And so uh, the one thing that, you know, these carriers have done and have done it really well is they've built these uh, Medicare Advantage plans for folks that, have veteran status and can work with them because they don't have a drug plan uh, involved with them. So if you are a veteran, you know, there's help for you. And we have folks uh, on our team that are veterans that are willing to help other veterans and help, uh, you know, guide them through this Medicare process. Um, Make sure that your health care you know, to get quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And that fits, uh, you know, your, your pocketbook and to help you with what you need personally. It's all about you. And so all of you veterans out there have graciously served for us to help us uh, here in the United States uh, to make sure that we have a quality lifestyle, that we have 
the freedoms and the protections that you all fought for us for. And when you went into that branch, we wanted to make sure that as you came out, you had health care. Well, there's health care through the VA system and there's drug coverage through the VA system. And there's other things out there to help our veterans who gave of their time for us. And so I really want to express to all of your, you veterans, thank you. And we're here for you and we can help you. And we have veterans on our team who can help you and want to help you as well. So please just reach out to us at 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060 at weknowmedicare.org. Healthcare, I say it all the time, quality, affordable healthcare. That is easy to access and simple to use. I really mean that. If you had a whole society that moved on that premise, and I'm not calling looking for socialistic medicine, what I'm looking for is just quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. I'm sure you'd all enjoy join me in singing that tune. I need to take a break. I'll be right back. Stick around. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, We Know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We Know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for healthcare needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We Know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You know, um, Medicare really their Part B premium does change with the amount of money you earn. And it it is looked at two years before you retire. So two years before you retire is how they base what your uh, premium will be for Part B. So I think it's up to somewhere in the, so 164.90 is the base premium for your Part B. So, you know, uh, Todd writes to us and says, I received a notice that I need to pay an income-related monthly adjustment amount in addition to my Part B premium, but I don't believe I should have to pay it. What can I do? Well, that's really a, a, a great question, Todd. Uh, 
the Medicare income related monthly adjustment amount is an amount you pay in addition to your Part B premium and or Part D premium if your income is above certain levels. Now, the Social Security Administration sets income brackets that determine your and your spouse's uh, income-related monthly adjustment amounts. And if you owe this based on your income reported on your IRS tax returns two years prior, meaning two years prior before the year that you started paying for this income-related monthly adjustment amount. And the income that counts is the adjusted gross income reported plus other forms of tax-exempt income. And if Social Security determines that you should pay for an income-related monthly adjustment amount, they'll mail you a notice called an initial determination. And this notice should include information on how to request a new initial determination. A new initial determination is a revised decision that Social Security makes regarding your income-related monthly adjustment amount. Now, you can request that Social Security revisit the decision if you have experienced a life-changing event that caused an income decrease or if you think the income information Social Security used to determine your income-related monthly adjustment amount was incorrect or outdated. Now, Social Security considers any of the following situations to be life-changing events. The death of a spouse, marriage, divorce or annulment, you or your spouse stop working or reducing the number of hours you work, an involuntary loss of income-producing property due to a disaster, disease, fraud, or other circumstances, loss of pension, receipt of settlement payment from a current or former employer due to the employer's closure or bankruptcy. And you can uh, make the case that Social Security used outdated or incorrect information when calculating your income-related monthly adjustment amount. For example, you have a more recent tax return that shows you are receiving a lower income than previously reported. To request a new initial determination, submit a Medicare uh, income-related monthly adjustment amount life-changing event form or schedule an appointment with Social Security. Now, you'll need to provide documentation of either your current income, your correct income, or the life-changing event that caused your income to decrease. If you do not qualify to request a new initial determination, uh, but you still disagree with Social Security's income-related monthly adjustment amount uh, decision, you have the right to appeal. Now, appealing an income-related monthly adjustment amount decision is also referred to as requesting a reconsideration. Imagine that, a reconsideration. And keep in mind that there are no strict timeframes in which Social Security must respond to a reconsideration request. 
Now, contact the Social Security Administration uh, in your state to learn how to file this request. So I know that's a lot of information. And Social Security is where you're going to have to go to do that. And so um, if you're already in that situation, there is information on that letter to how to call them. So please, you know, look at that, call them and reach out. That is something that is, we understand that we know Medicare. Uh, however, that is something that determination, that is something that you will deal with, with Social Security. And we can help you understand some of the letters and some of the wording, but you'll have to have all of that information that they're going to request. So I, I hope that was uh, helpful for you. And, uh, you know, since we're on this topic of really appealing something, um, you know, listener uh, Ruby, she's down in, uh, looks like uh, Tigard, Oregon. Um, and she's like, uh, hey, Dan, uh, I'm a first time listener. Well, great. Thank you for listening. And um, um, I-, I need some help on understanding how to appeal. And so Ruby goes on in this, uh, my primary care physician recommended I start uh, outpatient physical therapy. Um, And she submitted a special request to my Medicare Advantage plan for this treatment, but it was denied. How do I file a pre-service appeal with my Medicare Advantage plan? Well, you know, first off, I'm sorry that that's happening to you, Ruby, and, um, you know, it, here's here's what we can you can do. If your Medicare Advantage plan denies coverage for a health service or item before you have received the service or item, you can appeal to ask your plan to reconsider its decision. Uh, follow the steps um, that I'm going to talk about. Um, that if you feel that the denied health service or items should be covered by your plan, so uh, you're going to want to use a uh, the, their appeal process. So before you can start an appeal, you'll need to get an official written decision from your health plan called a notice of denial of medical coverage. Now, sometimes your uh, team, your doctor's team uh, will learn that and you'll first learn that your plan will not cover a service or item when you or your doctor calls to confirm coverage before the service is provided. So if the plan tells you or that team that the service or item will not be covered, then you should also, they should also send you a notice of denial of medical Medicare coverage. So you should receive this written denial within 14 days, Ruby. So 14 days, Ruby. And, and if you don't receive uh, a notice of denial of Medicare coverage within two weeks or 28 days if your plan extended its decision deadline, you can file an appeal without it. So uh, first, you'll get a writing within 14 days. And if it goes into 28 days, then you can appeal without that notice. So you can start your appeal by sending a letter to your plan explaining that has been two weeks since you initially requested an item or service, and you have not received a denial notice. So if possible, include a doctor's letter of support and you may also want to file a grievance. Now, you can request a fast or expedited appeal 
if you or your doctor feel that your health could be seriously harmed by waiting the standard timeline for appeal decisions. Now, if your plan approves your request to expedite, it should issue a decision within 72 hours. Now, for this and the following levels I'm going to talk about here, your doctor can ask that the plan follow the expedited timeline. So in some cases, your plan can extend its decision deadline up to 14 days, and you should be notified if this happens. Now, start your your appeal by following the, the instruction on the notice of denial of, of medical coverage and make sure to file your appeal within 60 days of the date of the notice. You will need to send a, a letter to your plan explaining why you need this service or item. You may also want to ask your doctor to write a letter of support explaining why you need the care and addressing the plan's reason for denial. Your plan should make a decision within 30 days. If you file an expedited appeal, your plan should make a decision within 72 hours. And if you have a good reason for missing your appeal deadline, you may be eligible for a good cause extension, such as the notice you are appealing was mailed to the wrong address, a Medicare representative gave you incorrect information about the claim you are appealing. Illness, either yours or a close family member's, prevented you from handling business matters. And the person you are helping appeal a claim is illiterate, does not speak English, or could not otherwise read or understand the coverage notice. If you think you have a good reason for not appealing on time, send your appeal as you normally would and include a clear explanation of why your appeal is late. If the reason has to do with illness or other medical conditions, a letter or supporting documentation from your healthcare provider can be helpful. And if the appeal is successful, your service or item will be covered. If your appeal is denied, you should receive a written denial notice. Your plan should also automatically forward your appeal to the next level called the independent review entity. Uh, there are several further steps in the appeal process that you may follow if your appeal continues to be denied. Remember to keep good records of all your communications throughout this whole appeals process. You should, you should, you need to submit all requests in writing and keep fax transmission records uh, email information, uh, snail mail information. If you do mail information, do it certified uh, with return receipts. Uh, write down the details of any calls you make related to your case, including what you discussed and who you spoke to the date and the time of the call. Um, you know, and if you need help understanding healthcare coverage, always reach out to us at WeKnowMedicare.org. That's 877-346-2060. You know, this has really been an honor and a, and a pleasure being able to give you, all of you listeners, this information. If you need help, reach out to us. All right, everybody, be good humans. Have a good one.
We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast of We Know Medicare. We Know Medicare is a dedicated resource and advocate for Medicare eligibles and independent of both individual insurance companies and Medicare itself, allowing them to provide unbiased assistance to Medicare recipients in need of a quarterly health care plan. Visit WeKnowMedicare.org to learn more. That's WeKnowMedicare.org. And tune in next week for more We Know Medicare. This pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare.